0: I like potato chips. I mean, I really, really, really like potato chips. I'm not sure why I crave them so much. Maybe it's because of my Irish heritage. You know, there's like some genetic connection to a potato. I'm not sure about that. My dad has been known to eat a pound of potato chips in one night. I've done the same. We don't do that anymore, but. So it might be just a, you know, like an Irish thing. It's also possible that I crave potato chips because uh, they were introduced to me at a young age. My two older sisters, once when I was crying and was 14 days old, decided that I needed some food. And so they gave me potato chips. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what the reason is, but I love potato chips. In fact, when I travel, whether it's to other states or to other countries... I like to go to the store and, and buy the local potato chips because I just think they're great. So, anyway, <clears throat> so bake, I just kind of crave them. You know, they make me hungry. Um, I can't wait till service is over so I can open those. All right. How about you? What makes you hungry? What satisfies you? And what food do you like to tell other people about and share with them? Here are some related questions. What makes us spiritually hungry? What satisfies us spiritually? And do we share spiritual food with people who are around us? Now, if you struggle with some of those questions, you're not alone. I do that. And so did 12 guys, friends of Jesus, that we call the disciples. We're going to hear... A story today from Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 10. See if you can make some application today. Luke 9, starting in verse 10. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him he welcomed them and spoke about them or spoke to them about the kingdom of god and he healed those who needed healing late in the afternoon the 12 came to him and said send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we're in a remote place here he replied you give them something to eat they answered we only have 5 loaves of bread and 2 fish Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to the disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so and everybody sat down. Taking the loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. And note the symbolism here to what we just celebrated, the Lord's Supper. He gave thanks and broke them. And then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. We're gonna look at two related points from this story. But before we do, a couple of preliminary things from verse 11. First, notice that Jesus doesn't see people as a distraction. After they came back from their short-term mission trip, Jesus took the disciples off to to go and debrief and to talk to them and to encourage them. But their retreat of 13 men became a conference of 5,000 plus. See, Jesus and the disciples, they quietly slipped away, but the people pursued Jesus because he had something they wanted. They hungered for Jesus. But instead of seeing them as an interruption, Jesus takes time to be with them and to meet their needs. Jesus takes time for people. Do we? Another quick thing about verse 11, Jesus heals the sick. You know, we kind of have a tendency to just gloss right over that. And though it's not today's main focus, always remember that Jesus is able to heal whatever we need. Whatever our problem is, Jesus has the potential solution, whatever and however that plays out. So keep those things in mind as well. But on to our two related main points. Here's the first one. Bring your resources to Jesus. He will satisfy others. Bring your resources to Jesus, he will satisfy others. This is one of the few stories that's reported in all four Gospels, and in Matthew and Mark, they also record a similar story about Jesus feeding 4,000 people, so that's six times in the Gospels that God makes it very clear that Jesus is greater than hunger. There's something significant God wants us to know. And in all six accounts, Jesus does four things. He receives the bread and fish, then he blesses it and multiplies it, and then he distributes it for others. Four verbs, receive, bless, multiply, return. The order is significant. Before the hunger of the people is satisfied, something happens. And it seems so obvious, but this is a huge problem in the American church today. A huge problem. Do you see the thing that happens first? The very first thing is this. Jesus receives it, which means what? We have to give. Look at verse 13. Jesus summarizes it. You can just say, Jesus said, you know what? You feed them. Now that's not an impossible command. It's a decision. Jesus is waiting for us to give our resources to him so he can bless them and multiply them and return them so they can be distributed. He is not going to do anything with your gifts unless you give them back to him. He's not going to use your resources unless you, You give them. We have amazing opportunities to fill all kinds of needs around us, but for those needs to be met, first we have to give. Unfortunately, sometimes we don't. Maybe it's because we think what we have is insignificant, like it's very common. Or maybe it's because we just don't think we have very much. Or maybe it's both. Or maybe we don't give because, honestly, we're just fine sitting there. You know, some people specialize in pointing out the need or the difficulty or the problem. They sit on the sidelines and they criticize the coach and the players and the game plan. I'll bet you could hear a lot of the same things we hear today if you were sitting in that crowd. Look at this huge mass of people. This is a big problem. A lot of people have needs. Someone should do something. Yes, someone should do something. Jesus says, you feed them. You know, when John tells this story, he mentions That the bread and fish came from a small boy who just gave. Think about how we probably would have reacted if we were there and saw that. (laughs) Oh, now that that kid, (laughs) that's nice. But there's only so much there. I mean, it could feed one person, right? Maybe two. Kids are so naive, I mean, come on. You know, it's not gonna make a difference. Someday, that kid will figure out how life really works. Well, let's hope he doesn't. See, when God is involved, it makes all the difference. Let's have the faith of a child and believe that God really makes a difference. Believe that God really is greater. Let's trust that Jesus can and will receive and bless and multiply and distribute whatever we give him. If you give your resources to Jesus first, the effect will be multiple times greater, thousands of times greater greater than if you just gave on your own and bypassed God. It's just a reality. (laughs) That's how God's math works. Can a sack lunch feed 5,000 people? Yes, if it's given to God. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says this, God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Let's say uh, there's a need and you have resources, but you just keep it. How is that helping to fulfill a need? We have to give even if we don't think we have anything special. So give. You know, what they had was so common, so negligible, that it was unappreciated. Listen, don't worry about having the most remarkable resources. Don't look for the super dynamic, elaborate things. Just give, because you have what people are longing for. People are hungry to belong and to grow and to have purpose. So focus on relationship and transformation and mission. Love God, love people, and impact the world. Take whatever you have and give it to God, and God will multiply it, and then he will return it so it can be distributed to others. Potentially, everyone can be satisfied, but first you have to give. On November 15th, we're going to have a ministry fair just so we can see a lot of the opportunities that we have as a congregation to serve. And we really encourage you to be here that Sunday. But you don't have to wait until then. Look around, see a need, and then give what you have to Jesus. And let me speak to parents for just a second. Please understand that if you're here for both hours on a Sunday morning, you give Jesus the opportunity to more fully satisfy the spiritual hunger of your children. If you're only here for one hour, you're depriving your kids and yourself of spiritual nourishment. So first, bring your resources to Jesus and he will satisfy others through you. Second, bring your own hunger to Jesus and he will satisfy you. Now, we have some empty glasses we also have an empty pitcher. You can't give what you don't have. There are times when you have literally poured yourself out and you don't have anything left to give. In order to be effective... You have to be filled back up. So, as the disciples did, retreat with Jesus. Spend time with him. And he will satisfy you and fill you up. And then... Bless others. You know, in verse 17, we see that after the 5,000 men and who knows how many women and children ate, that there were 12 baskets of food left over, all from a little bread and fish. How is that possible? Because Jesus is greater than hunger. When you give your resources, your heart, your life, he will satisfy the needs of others because of you. And he will satisfy your needs as well. In emotional and physical and spiritual ways, we guide people, we we teach them, we protect them, we feed them, and it can be exhausting. No one knew this better than a guy named David who was a shepherd. Lyrics to one of his most famous songs talk about his own need to be cared for. I would ask that you close your eyes and just allow God to remind you of his care for you. Please close your eyes and listen to these words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Philippians 4.19 says this, My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Through his son, Jesus, God is able to satisfy your greatest needs. You can try to satisfy your hunger for God with other things. But when the novelty wears off, you're still empty. So you can try to fill that void again. But again, it won't last. Only Jesus can fulfill your greatest needs. Only Jesus can satisfy your hunger. Only Jesus. The last few days have been really hard for our church family. Three Discover families have lost loved ones in just the last few days. I praise God, we're confident that because of God's love and grace and because of people accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, that those people will spend eternity with God forever. Now, please understand, I'm not trying to manipulate any of you or play on your emotions, but these situations remind us that this life does not last forever. That one day this life will come to an end, and we do not know when that day will come. We must be ready to meet God face to face. And on our own, we cannot do that. But because of the sacrifice of Jesus, because he took our sin on the cross. We have hope. He is our hope for eternal life. He is the bread of life. Jesus calls himself the bread of life in the book of John. And in an extended passage, he talks about the benefits of that. And in verse 58 from chapter 6, this is what he says. Speaking of himself, this is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus can provide a guarantee of eternal life with God. But just as we have to bring our resources to Jesus first, we have to bring our lives to Jesus first. And if you've never done that, you can today. As we sing this song, you can come forward and you can say, Lord, I need you. I need you to to cover me, to take away my sin. Lord, there's a, a hunger in my life that only you can fill. We can talk with you about what that looks like can pray with you. You can turn from the path you're on and walk straight to God, confess that you need Him, be baptized, and walk out of here with complete 100% hope because of Jesus, the bread of life. All of us, Every single one of us need Jesus. Let him satisfy your hunger. Let's stand.